Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. continue our stories picking up in September of 2021. We meet a new couple at a sports bar before heading to their hotel. We both have a lot of sex at John and Viv's first house party, and then we have a very sexy pre-party with some friends of G's before heading to the club. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, just you and me. Yep, just the two of us. Ready to continue our stories. So where did we leave off? Well, last time we finished up the month of August 2021, moving now into September. This is a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and we are asked to go out with a couple. And this couple doesn't live very close to us, about hour and a half to two hours away. Mm-hmm. And instead of meeting at the club or meeting at the apartment, we decided to pick a bar halfway in between the two of us, about an hour away. This was a unique and new situation for us. And never have done it and have not done it since, surprisingly. Yeah. Spoiler, this is a very successful story, and I'm kind of surprised we haven't done it since. <laughs> we went out to meet Dodge and Orchid. So we met halfway between their house and our house. Yes, and using the wonderful helper of Yelp, I did find a sports bar in the area, <laughs> which we had no idea, also had karaoke that night, and apparently not many other people did either, as there were maybe four or five other people in the bar. Right, the same like three people rotated through yes. the karaoke. Yes, they did. <laughs> Amazingly, none of the four of us got up there. We, we all thought about it, but we were very engaged in the conversation. We're enjoying ourselves. I will note that our assumption was, as we were driving an hour, that clearly we weren't driving an hour back to their house and they weren't driving an hour back to our house. So we both felt this was a no play night. But as we were getting closer, I did make note that, hey, there are three or four hotels right here just in case. We had been texting with them and there wasn't really any confirmation one way or another whether play was going to be involved. We were completely in convinced this was a meet and greet. And yeah, and so we had just assumed that we were both meeting up to get to know each other. And when we drove past the hotels that were in the neighborhood, while I know you were making the mental note that they existed, I again just assumed that, okay, well, because we hadn't really talked about it, I didn't think that it was going to necessarily end up in a hotel. Plus, they have children, we have children. I didn't know what their sitter situation was going to be like? Where did they get a sitter for the evening? We just had not talked about it or clarified exactly what the date was going to be or how it was going to end up. So we went in very much assuming that it was a meet and greet and plans for play would be scheduled according to how we got along. We did meet them on the club website. So it was kind of, well, we'll probably run into them again at the club if everything goes well. Right. So we ordered dinner. We enjoyed dinner. We continued to sit and chat and we chatted for a good two, two and a half hours. Yes, it was good conversation. And we found out in the midst of conversation that they were big fans of a TV show that you enjoyed. and Which so, seems to be a very popular show with several swingers, which I'm quite pleased to hear. You enjoyed having the conversations with them. All about Letterkenny. Yes. 
And at about that two and a half hour mark, they whisper to each other and then turn to us and say, we have a hotel room. Would you guys like to come over? And not being prepared for this. Not at all. I was a little bit caught off guard because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but we were down. We, we both was, looked at each other and I'm like, I, is, am I supposed to say no? What, what do I do here? Yeah. And I know we had both had a great time talking with them. So I knew I was all in. And you're like, it's fine with me. It was definitely the next logical step. We were enjoying our conversation and they were attractive and everything was going very smoothly. So why not? And I was quite pleased with the answer. So we quickly got the check. They said, we'll meet you at the hotel. So we got in our own cars and started driving that way. We got to their hotel and gave them a couple minutes to get upstairs and want to rush through the door with them just in case. I will say after two and a half hours of chatting at the restaurant, there was not really much small talk when we walked in the room. I think this is the difference that we don't get to see because we have the apartment. We don't have this opportunity where you're going to a hotel room to fuck. I mean, that's what it is, right? If someone invites you back to their hotel, yes. There's no question, right? (laughs) Well, maybe we'll hang out and we'll see. We've already done the talking. Let's go to the hotel room and do the fucking now. Like that should be the way things go. With the apartment, it always tends to be a little bit different because we'll go do something, you know, go see a comedy show, go to a sports game or something like that where maybe we're not actually talking or spending much time bonding with the couple. And then we get back to the apartment and here now we have that chance to get to know one another, sit down, relax, have a couple of drinks. But now also becomes the time of the awkward transitioning because we don't have that next like, oh, and the hotel room is just down the street if you right. want to meet us there. You know, it's not that very clear. That hotel room doesn't have the living room that everybody stops and sits down in. Right. Yep. So unfortunately, the parts that we struggle with is because we do have the apartment. While it's a fantastic commodity for our swinging life, it also hinders us at the same time because it just does not give that very clear delineation between that was time at the bar to sit and chill versus now we're going to go fuck. I mean, unless we just like start going to the bar first and be like, hey, you want to come up to the bedroom? I mean, from now on, should I just walk in the bedroom and strip and just sit on the bed and wait and see if anybody comes in there? (laughs) I mean, that's an option. Might send a clearer, uh, more concise message. So as we went to their hotel room, within the first minute of us being there, you and Orchid begin stripping. And next thing I know, the two of you are completely naked. I go down on Orchid. Yes, you do. On the bed, and I get her to come pretty quickly. I was quite impressed, as I would say Dodge was as well. She stops me from going down on her and then chooses to repay the favor and start to go down on me. Yes, she does. After a while of her going down on you, the two of you switched again and you started going down on her one more time. But this time, Dodge strips down to nothing and scoots himself underneath you as you're kind of up in that doggy style position and starts going down on you from below. Which was fantastic. So you're getting a pretty great view of all of this sitting, watching from the chair. Yes, I think. I fucking love those chairs in the hotel rooms. I get very annoyed when I walk in a hotel room and there's not a chair. Have we been in many? We have been in a handful of hotel rooms and I have pointed out there is no chair in this room. That's ridiculous. I know, but I feel it's very few and far between. It is few and far between, but when there's not one, I'm pissed. So as he's laying on his back going down on you, she scoots out from underneath you and runs over and then climbs on top of him and starts riding him cowgirl. 
This gives me a fantastic opening to go down on her as she's riding him. Yes, you spin around, and now you guys are kind of in a 69, but I don't know what to call it, as he's going down on you while you're sitting on his face, and you're leaning forward, licking her clit as she's riding his cock. I don't have a good number for that, but whatever it is, we need to do more of it. I get tired of sitting on the chair at this point. I kind of move you off of the pile there and start fucking you from behind. You, as typical, continue to make your wonderful sounds and Dot suggests, hey, maybe I can fuck Nessa now. So I lay down on my back so that he can start fucking me in a missionary style. And as you pulled yourself off of my cock, or could quickly replace your vagina with her mouth. And I will say, gave me one heck of a fucking blowjob. Dodge is very concerned about making sure that I come and I usually am not the one to put myself out there and say, hey, I like it this way. But he was absolutely sure that he wanted me to come. So he asks, how do I like to come? I decide that I will ride him. We flip positions. He lays on his back and now I'm riding him. I was standing next to the bed, getting a blowjob. You guys sliding over and rolling into your new position, freed up a spot next to you on the bed, at which point I laid Orca down on the bed and slid inside her and started fucking her missionary. I continue to ride Dodge for quite some time. At one point, I'm getting pretty tired, but he can also tell that I have not actually come. While every motion that I made and every interaction that we were having felt amazing, I didn't actually get to climax, and he could tell. And one thing that happens when I'm in this position with most men is that the way that gets me to come is more of that grinding, like the hip grinding motion rather than the thrusting. But unfortunately, I have to do that grinding motion for a little bit of time before I actually come. So I always feel badly while I'm doing it. And then I stop grinding because I don't want the guy to go soft or not enjoy himself. So then I'll switch to uh, in and out, like more riding up and down motion. Your chest compressions from time to time. Right. Which then ultimately in the long run will mean that I don't end up actually coming in that position. And for me to come in that position, the guy kind of has to stay hard while I grind because if he starts to get soft, then I get in my head and also it doesn't feel as good anymore. And then I'm worried about things coming out. And so it becomes somewhat of an issue, even though I can come in that position while I'm riding, it's not necessarily the way that I come all of the time. But he knew I hadn't come and he stayed hard and he made sure that I would come in that position. And I even even kept looking at him saying, it's okay, I don't have to. No, he's like, no, you are going to come. So he was pretty fantastic at A, being able to tell that I hadn't come yet and B, insisting on me getting there. However, that meant I had to get there and he stayed the course. Yes, so he did. I uh, super duper appreciate that. And as you start to come, the sounds that you are making, as we have all heard, push me way over the edge very quickly. And as you are coming next to me, riding his cock, I pull out and come all over Orchid's chest. I go and get a towel, come back and clean her up as you guys are finishing up yourselves. And because this is a hotel room, we are not going to hang around and overstay our welcome. So That kinda... plus the whole hour drive, I think, kind of limited our typical lengthy naked chat. Yes. So we got dressed pretty quickly and said our thank yous and goodbyes. And off we went for an hour drive home. <laughs> 
Then, four days later, we are invited to another house party. This would be John and Viv's first house party that we've heard a handful of people tell stories about. Yes. We even teased it last week. This was the night that we got to meet Curtis and Rachel, and we got to meet Rob and Ryan. We hung out with several other people. I know Tony and Gina were at the event. Clearly, John and Viv were there. There was another single girl, Andrea, from the club. And I think about four or five other couples, would you say? Yeah. This was our first house party since our disaster of a house party that we talked about in season one. It had been almost a year. We actually had another event to go to this day, and we were not the first people to arrive at this house party. So we didn't even get there until about 11 or 11.15 because of our wedding that we had to go to beforehand. Yeah. Which seems to be a theme every time they throw a fucking house party. We end up at another person's wedding beforehand. But it's interesting now. Every house party we've been to, we've come late. (laughs) You're right. I'm curious how that affects our time at the house party because we don't have all that time to chat and bond and get to know people leading up to the, hey, it's midnight, let's dress down or let's go play a game or whatever. And we're kind of just thrown into the mix. And that awkward walking into the houses of everybody goes, wait, who's walking in? Why are there new people here all of a sudden? It makes it difficult on our part because everyone else has had that chance to stand around and talk and get to know one another. We're kind of in the boat of, okay, well, we know this person and this person and this person, but we don't know these other people. So then we're either stuck in the, we just don't interact with the people we don't know and only interact with the people we do or hope for the best. And in this situation, we immediately clung to the safety blanket of the people that we knew and started talking to Tony and Gina as you had a couple drinks. I believe I even found some new non-carbonated alcoholic beverage that tasted horrible and (laughs) didn't do much of anything for me as I took two sips and didn't want any of it. We end up talking to Tony and Gina, do a little making out there. They introduce us to Curtis and Rachel, who we had been chatting with online for a while. It was not long before I started making out with Rachel very quickly. You and Curtis did as well. Continue chatting. We would, again, kind of just stayed in one spot. And if people happened to come by, we would talk to them. We, we definitely did not mingle very much, I would say. No, we definitely didn't push ourselves out of any kind of comfort zones at all. No, we were both in a place that we had never been around a lot of people we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Being the latecomers definitely didn't help the situation. Right. Then at midnight, Viv says, all right, girls, let's go change into our 90s. This was supposed to be a pajama type party. So the guys were supposed to dress down into their boxers and the girls were going to go put on lingerie. So I hadn't brought anything because we weren't even sure what time we would be leaving our family wedding and what time we would get to the party and then weren't really sure if I was going to need anything to change into. So I did not come prepared with any specific set of lingerie, but I did just end up taking my dress off. But I was way late in that the girls had all changed and had been changed for a while. And I kind of felt like, I mean, I was probably still in my dress for a good half hour or so after they had changed. And I was like, okay, maybe it's time that I put something else on or a little less on, I guess. I will say Viv and Rachel had probably already done two outfit changes by that point because Viv, as she mentioned, has one hell of a wardrobe that she loves to share with people. Mm -hmm. So you take off your dress as Viv suggests, hey, let's play spin the bottle. Most of us head into the living room. A few couples just head straight upstairs. Curtis and Rachel and Rob and Ryan amongst them. We're in the living room, bottle spinning over and over and over. It Basically, we just go around the room and then somebody spins it. I made out with every single woman there at least once, sometimes twice. You got to make out with every guy and I believe every woman as well sitting in that room. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I was pleasantly surprised that Spin the Bottle was so effective at breaking the ice that it was because at this point in my lifestyle journey, I hadn't attended enough events or hadn't, you know, gone through enough of the awkwardnesses. To know exactly what works best at a house party, but you do need something to break the ice. You do need something to essentially get the party going, get over that hump. And sometimes just changing your clothes is not enough, you know. This was a really great way, or at least for us, it worked out really well because, again, we hadn't had any conversations or talked to half of the people that we ended up making out with Yes, because of the spin the bottle. And I will say that this spin the bottle worked out much better than the spin the bottle that we had during our cockfest night at, at the, the apartment, apartment where yeah. it kept landing on the same guy over and over that nobody wanted anything to do with. But... <laughs> Because it was such a perfect variety all around the room and really everybody got to interact with each other and it definitely did its job to elevate those that were not quite ready to transition from hanging out in the kitchen talking to let's go change to wait, how do we go play from here? Right. And it definitely got things flowing. Midway through the game, Curtis and Rachel and Rob and Ryan come back downstairs and join in on the game. Ryan sits down in between Tony and I. At one point, she makes out with each of us. And then Tony, as typical Tony, gets tired of waiting around for things to happen. He drops down in between her legs and starts going down on her. And she, while making out with me, reaches over and starts stroking my cock through my boxers. And while you're doing that, I start making out with Rachel and then end up going down on Rachel. Quite the sight. I will say watching that happen while getting a handjob is not on my bad things list for sure. While I'm going down on Rachel, Rob comes over and kind of stands very close. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mind you, as you may remember from our previous episodes with Rob and Ryan, Rob doesn't mind walking around naked. Rob's perfectly fine with being naked. This would be one of those moments that Rob was completely naked, hard as a rock, standing very close to you. So naturally, I mean, what do you do when there is a penis in your face? (laughs) I put move away, but oh, okay, oh, sorry. I put it in my <laughs> mouth. Apparently standing became too much for Rob, so he sits down in the chair and I continue to give him a blowjob while he's sitting. Since he's in such a wonderful position, I decide also that it would be good to climb on top and ride him while he's on the chair. But the chair is not very comfortable, so we move to the couch where me and Rob end up fucking in more of a missionary position. Yes, by this point, a handful of the people that were sitting on the couch moved upstairs and started kind of breaking off into separate groups. We, however, stayed right in the living room for this entire interaction, which I thought was fantastic and didn't even realize that people were peeling off left and right while others were just coming back in the room and interacting with us. So I finish up with Rob and then I come over to where Tony is sitting and I help Ryan give him a blowjob. And while you're doing that, I start making out with Gina. And apparently Curtis got the message that if you just stand by me naked, something might happen. So... (laughs) He did seem to notice that. He comes over and he kind of stands over me naked. What better thing to do next but then put Curtis's cock in my mouth. So I give him a blowjob. 
At this point, Andrea comes downstairs and starts making out with me. Not very soon after she starts making out with me, she drops down to her knees between my legs and starts giving me a blowjob. I was very impressed with Andrea at this party because she was the only single female there and she seemed to be on a mission that night. And What what was her mission? I think she was on the mission to get fucked and fucked a lot because again, shortly after she started giving me that blowjob, she climbed on top and started riding me. Yeah. As I said, Andrea was on a mission. So after fucking me for a handful of minutes, she then climbs up and starts walking off to find someone else. Rachel then sits down next to me to watch you continuing to give Curtis a blowjob. And she and I start making out again. So after a while of giving Curtis a blowjob, he then pulls me up to sit on him as he's sitting on the chair. And we keep referring to the chair because the (laughs) the chair becomes an interesting uh, bit of information here. I start to ride him while he's sitting on the chair. This is when we're pretty sure we broke the chair. Yes, you may remember Curtis's story of the first time you guys (laughs) fucked and the time that you guys are pretty sure you broke a chair at John and Viv's house. I mean, we say pretty sure, but I mean, I'm confident. We all heard it crack. (laughs) Yes. John and Viv say it didn't happen and the chair is perfectly fine. I just think they're very nice people and aren't going to tell us that. They're probably just making a mental note of removing the chairs when they invite me and Curtis around. (laughs) Once we did hear the sound of the breaking of the chair, Curtis, I think did not want to fall on the ground with the chair when it actually broke. So he stood up And this is with me in his arms, cock still inside me. Mm -hmm. And then he proceeds to do the, you know, like the stripper move. I was going to remind you guys, if you don't remember, Curtis is in fact a former male dancer. Right. So, However, this was the real deal. This wasn't like him just holding me in the air to like be sexy. His cock was truly inside me and he was truly fucking me in the air, which was really fantastic. I was a little bit scared because I had never done that before, but it was also very much fun. I will tell you, me sitting there with Rachel, based on how hard my cock was, I was not scared and was turned on as fuck. <laughs> So you can only maintain this position for so long before I feel poor Curtis's arms were probably burning and he had done all of the work, to be honest with you. All I had to do was just hang out up there. And uh, we move over to the couch where I continue to ride him until he comes. At this point, I'm looking around the room and I notice that John is enjoying a double blowjob and I want to get in on that because I also had my eyes on John all (laughs) night as well. So I head over there and I make it a triple blowjob. While I'm participating in this triple blowjob, Viv happens to be sitting next to him and I start to play with Viv's pussy and I start to go down on her. I would like to point out that through this entire thing, Viv, while making several outfit changes, kept the outfit on each time that she was playing. I was a big fan of that. You like that? I did. There was something sexy about the pull it to the side or the crotchless ones that she had on that were just, "Mm, that's kind of hot. And because of that, as you're going down on her and John is on one side of her getting now what's back to a poor guy, only a double blowjob, you're going down on Viv. So I sit down next to Viv, start making out with her and playing with her incredibly amazing tits. As you're going down on Viv, you reach over and start stroking my cock. Viv sees that my cock is nice and hard, climbs on me, reverse cowgirl, and starts riding my cock. And this is one of my favorite positions for girls to ride you in because 
I like to eat their pussy while they're riding you reverse cowgirl. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy when you do that. That is one of my favorite things. It, number one, feels amazing and is incredibly hot. Feeling the woman enjoying what you're doing while feeling her on my cock. Hearing her moan leaning back into my ear is also incredibly hot. Knowing the work that you're putting in. And I'll take some credit that my cock is in her, but it seems to be the noises come much stronger when you start going down on them. What do I know? When you stop doing that, I then move Viv onto the couch on all fours and start fucking her doggy style. Do that for a little while until I start to get very close to coming. And then I have her roll over. Again, mind you, still in her outfit as I continue to fuck her missionary and then pull out and say, "Uh, where do you want me to come? And she says, all over me. And I'm like, what's your outfit? And she says, I don't care. (laughs) So I then proceed to come all over the sexy piece of lingerie that she's wearing, which... I found to be incredibly hot. I don't know. I don't think I could let somebody just come all over my sexy lingerie. Really? I don't know. Something she seemed come. totally unfazed by it and was even encouraging it. I know. And I remember and it's, hey, awesome. I think in that moment, you're not going to stop it. Like, I'm not going to stop you from coming because I want to see you come. And if I happen to be wearing something that you're just going to come on, then okay, so be it. Like, I will commit at that moment, but I think I would have removed some of the articles of clothing or some of it so that there would have been maybe a free space for come to be maybe not on. And in this outfit, that would have been her leg and that would have been far less hot than all over the outfit. So I'm happy she went with the outfit. One of the things that I love about John and Viv parties is there is no lack of food. Right. So as the play is winding down, everyone's still in their state of undress, all standing about the kitchen, snacking and chatting. And I'll be honest, for me, it was a lot more of making out with Rachel as well. That did seem to be, if I wasn't having sex with someone, I was making out with Rachel that night. So was that a better party experience than our last one? It definitely blew the last one out of the water, for sure. I will say we still haven't been to a lot of house parties since. No, we haven't. Probably should try to do more. The following weekend was the glow party at the club. While we had the kids, it being one of my favorites, we did get a babysitter so we could run out and enjoy a little bit of the party. This would be one of the nights that we just hung out with a lot of people that we knew, spent a little bit of time at the club, soaking in the atmosphere, and then went home, which goes to show you, you do not always have to play at the club. However, we should preface that too with there are certain parties that we attend at our club knowing full well we likely will not play. Not that we walk in saying we aren't playing, but usually we go in knowing that the type of party it is. Typically, it's a larger party. Getting a room is a little bit difficult or we are just going to be seeing a lot of people that we know because, you know, it seems that people like to come out for the bigger parties. So then all of a sudden we just know a lot more people. And then this is going to sound kind of uppity, but like, and then choosing who to play with out of a group of people that we know, all of which are our friends and people we want to play with seems like we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Correct by choosing one over another. And then we also have to almost prioritize somebody over somebody else, which we don't really want to do. Not at all. So there are times and the glow party being one of the parties that is a very large party and also a place where we see a lot of our friends all at one time. We just typically go into that party knowing that the chances are we 
probably won't be playing. I mean, unless it's like some ginormous orgy or and something that's like that. Tends, yeah. it, if we do end up playing, it tends to be a larger puppy pile. Right. And in the hopes that all the people that we're hanging out with are like, yay, let's go. Yeah. And then at the same time, we're extending that offer to everyone we're hanging out with. Right. Turn it down. Okay, we extended the offer or accept it and cool. But even that is few and far between on those nights. Right. We just enjoy the atmosphere and we enjoy hanging out with all of the sexy couples that we know. And for me, that's enough. For me, I, I can I go home. I love flirting nights. Those are among my top nights for sure. Yeah, I can go home and I can look back on the night and feel like very satisfied with what we spent our time doing. Completely agree. <laughs> Speaking of busy parties, four weeks later is Halloween. At the club. The Halloween party at the club, yes. yes. Another very big party. We're talking six to 800 people for this party. Yes. This was the first time that you made your costume for the event. <laughs> yeah. I loved the idea you came up with for your costume. I hated the idea that I came up with for my costume, but because of the idea that I had for my costume, it allowed you to wear the one that you wore. So I dealt with it. I, for some reason, during one of the more crowded events, decided, oh, it would be great to wear a full body costume full of fur and chose Cookie Monster. And it was like a Cookie Monster onesie. Yes. You, however... Chose the complete opposite and chose to be a cookie. Yes. Only in a very mesh outfit with this sporadic chocolate chip placement on me. Yes, a totally sheer bodysuit with iron-on cookie patches. Yes. It was ridiculously hot, (laughs) both in my costume and the costume you were wearing. Right. But... Yours far hotter than the hot that I was, although it probably did add to my hotness. And I was also freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Spent the night walking around talking to people as we always do. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about my costume, there was another couple there who we had talked to a lot before who, out of sheer coincidence, also happened to both be wearing the exact same fuzzy Cookie Monster costume that I was wearing. Yes, both the male and the female of this couple were Cookie Monster so we thought that we had some unique idea. And then <laughs> <laughs> they show, oh, do you guys all plan that together? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but again, second club night in a row where we go to the club, very large event. We hang out with our people, but don't play. Yes. And this party, again, another very big party, another situation of just lots of people we know, people we haven't seen in a long time. So we spend a lot of our socializing, you know, just catching up with people saying, hey, how are you? How have you been? And because we do develop friendships with the people we know in the lifestyle, it's hard to not have that moment of catching up and not talk about their kids and what their kids are doing or the trips that you've gone on or the different whatever's happening in your life at that time. And, you know, if you allot a certain amount of time per couple and that times how many couples are there that we haven't seen in a while, it adds up. And before you know it, that's half of your night is spent Mm -hmm. just socializing. And again, no regrets. I absolutely love every second of it. I absolutely love the friendships that we've built. I absolutely love catching up. I love the socializing aspect of it. And it's a very much a part of why we enjoy the lifestyle is enjoying the people in the lifestyle and everything that comes with that. So yeah, this was just another night that happened to fall in correspondence with the previous party that it just happened that we had kind of back-to-back nights of going to parties that we didn't 
play at. And top that off with the fact that we had a babysitter with the kids at home and had to get back. This being one of the entertaining times where we can't walk into the house from the costume party that we said we were going to in our costumes. Mesh cookie suits with cookie placement over the nipples and the vagina. Yeah, definitely not one that we should be flaunting in front of the babysitter. Don't seem to be the appropriate attire to walk into a babysitter. So you put on sweatpants and a sweatshirt and walked upstairs as I said goodbye to the babysitter in my jeans and t-shirt. And I definitely got the, you don't look like you went to a costume party look, but (laughs) when you're handing over money for babysitting, they don't seem to care that much and off they go. (laughs) Fast forwarding one week later, now in November of 2021, and we have a pre-party dinner date with Mike and Harper. I have known Mike and Harper for about six years now. This was your first chance getting to spend some actual time with them. Yes. You had met them at the club and we had worked on planning a date out and finally set this up. We actually went to dinner and even went bowling. Lots of heavy flirting throughout the entire night. Harper, sexy as fuck. We enjoy some flirting throughout bowling, little ass grabbing, little close standing as you're waiting for your turn. Yes. We finish our bowling game and head back to the sex apartment. With the plans to go to the club later, we really didn't think much of anything is going to happen. Most of the time when we do like a pre-party, we don't plan on anything happening, assuming that if something happens, it, it will happen at the club or another time. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know why we, it feels like we have very low expectations. Well, it's definitely really more that pre-club, we, we very don't. rarely have the expectation of playing in the apartment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to show up at the party with sex hair or a lot of guys don't have the ability to come once before the party and then head to the club and then try to do it again. So it makes logical sense that we would hang out at the apartment, get ready, and then go to the club. However, within a handful of minutes of sitting in the apartment, Harper and Mike start making out. So we follow suit and start making out ourselves. Yes, we do. Not long into this makeout session, does Mike pull out his cock and push Harper's head down to his lap. So I take the hint and I do the same. (laughs) Both Mike and myself are receiving blowjobs from our respective partners in typical G fashion. I kind of nudge you with my leg and encourage you to go over and start helping. So I take your nudges and I head over to help Harper out. But at this point, she now gets on Mike and starts riding him reverse cowgirl. Rather than helping her give a blowjob, I now am eating her out. It's like she took a page out of my book. It was fantastic. (laughs) She knew. And also kind of licking his cock as it's going in and out of her. And let me tell you, as I'm sitting across the couch, stroking my cock, watching this, it is unbelievably fucking sexy. Watching your tongue slide up and down his cock, and then as she comes all the way down, you slapping your mouth to her pussy, doing your technique. They are both thoroughly enjoying this. But after a few minutes of that, Harper climbs off of Mike, and you quickly take his cock into your mouth. And continue to give him that blowjob. Mike makes the suggestion that I go over to you, return to you, and give you a blowjob. So I do. And I start riding you. Once again, reverse cowgirl. This time with Harper in front of you. And now Harper is in the same position that I was just in. So she's rubbing my clit with her thumb and then licking your cock as it's going in and out of me. Yes, You mentioned that your legs are getting tired from that, and I suggest you spin around. So now you're riding me cowgirl facing me as we are making out, and you're riding up and down on my cock. And Harper continues to lick up and down on my cock as you do that. This position, not much better for your legs. So you climb off of me, 
and sit next to me as my cock slides out of you. Harper takes it right into her mouth and continues sucking it. You and I sitting next to each other making out as Mike comes up behind Harper and starts fucking her from behind while she's giving me a blowjob. So Mike keeps fucking her from behind as she's still sucking your cock. Mm -hmm. He ends up pulling out and coming all over her back. What we didn't know until about a year later was that was the first time that Harper ever sucked someone else's cock. And you were first. And I was her first. Hence the reason why Mike was very excited by the situation and promptly came all over her back. Not long after that, we all kind of got dressed, got ready for the club, and headed to the club for couples and unicorn night. Having just had one hell of a play session at the apartment, this became the third time in a row where we went to the club and didn't actually play and more just hung out with people. But I think that's because we played before we went to the club. I'm going to say it would have been tough to top that moment in the apartment and the sexual energy that built up through the dinner date and the bowling and then coming back and immediately jumping right into this, which goes back to show you, like you said earlier, the fact that we were at that bar with Dodge and Orchid. Mm -hmm. When we got back after two plus hours of hanging out, it was very easy to transition right into the sexual energy. Yes. So after dinner and bowling, it was very easy to come back and follow their lead, especially when they jumped right into it. Yeah, they were excited. So that does it for our fall adventures. Yes, I will say that even though that was the first week of November, we did not have many interactions after that for the rest of that month. Life catches up with us sometimes. Uh, The holidays are very busy, as we learned this time of year as well, where I cannot believe we're already in December right now. And we haven't been to the club since Halloween. This year. So this time of year makes it very difficult to be fully immersed in the lifestyle. And a lot of people take breaks around this time of year. Well, I think it was a fun mixture of things. We had a house party. We had a hotel play date. We had a play session before the club. So it was a good mixture of different things, even though it seemed like things are kind of settling down a little bit for us at this point in our journey. We're still out there trying kind of a whole slew of different things things. I will say at this point, the club had become almost redundant for us, Yeah, which is probably why we just talked about three different play experiences and then three different trips to the club where three incredibly hot play sessions and three, we're just here to hang out sessions at the club. And we're starting to meet more people and utilize those friendships outside of the club atmosphere in sexy ways outside of the club. It is definitely the start of an evolution in our journey to experience different things besides just the club. Yes. And it will continue. Thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.